When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now, and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. MintMobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45, equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Hello, hello. Welcome back to the Freelance Friday podcast. We're going to have a cozy, chatty episode today. I am in my cozy, coziest sweatsuit today. If you're watching on YouTube, you see it. It's kind of like my airplane outfit some days, and that's very fitting because I want to talk about business travel today. When I was working full-time in the corporate world, I was nervous to leave, well, for many reasons, but one of the perks of working in corporate that I was nervous to leave behind was the ability to travel on someone else's dime. I mean... No, I wasn't going anywhere glamorous for my corporate marketing job, but like I got to go to conferences. I got to bond with my team at, you know, Disneyland or whatever. I mean, they didn't actually send us to Disneyland, but you understand, you know, I was young and I was just seeing the world. And I think it's a really cool thing, especially for those of us who didn't get to travel a ton growing up. I I never really did. I quickly learned that there are so many opportunities to travel as a freelancer, as a content creator. And I have been able to go so many places while running my own business. I've been to San Francisco for the first time for business, to New York City for the first time, been to LA more times than I can count now, Vancouver, um, San Diego, like I've been a lot of places and it's totally doable. It's totally possible for you as well. A fun fact, I've never told this story, honestly, because it hurts me too much. I'm going to tell it really quickly. The year was 2020. I got reached out to you by a company in Paris. They wanted to fly me to Paris, fly me and an assistant or or colleague to Paris to shoot a course for them. And uh, yeah, the year was 2020. Need I say more? We just kept every month being like, okay, do we think it's going to happen this month? Do we think it's going to happen this month? And it ended up not happening. So that's disappointing. I should probably reach back out to them and see if I can get a free trip to Paris. But I almost got a free trip to Paris, my favorite city. So yeah, you can do you can do a lot of travel when times are right, I suppose. So today I want to answer some of the questions that you've sent in throughout my many airport kind of Q&As that I like to do and just talk about how to travel for work, for business, how to legally travel for business and how to pay for it, how to budget for it, how to get your clients to pay for it, all the things. Let's hop in. Before we get into the episode, a quick word from our sponsor, Metricool. It's a new year and Metricool has just released some amazing features to kick off 2024. Users can now auto-publish TikToks with personal accounts and their approval system is now available on their mobile app. So you can review and approve content on the go. If you missed the news about that, I did a whole video on it. I'll link it here if you want to check it out. 
If you're looking for a social media management tool to take your socials to the next level in 2024 and beyond, be sure to use code Latasha to try any of their premium plans for free for 30 days. I'll leave that link down below. Again, that's code Latasha to try Metricool 30 days for free. So first, how can you actually book these travel worthy gigs? How can you open the doors for business and get clients to want to pay for you to fly on a plane to see them? Well, I think this honestly just comes down to like setting your intentions. And I know that sounds a little annoying because it's kind of, you know, eh. but I have found that when I put something on my website, that is usually the thing that opens the door to that opportunity. Uh, this happened to me when I created a speaking page on my website. I created the page and almost like overnight, I started to get people inquiring about me speaking. And I think it's the reason is twofold. I think one, you kind of just step into it and you start speaking about it more. If I'm at an event and someone's like, oh, what do you do? I'm like, oh yeah, visit my website. I just put up a speaking page. You're kind of promoting it without even like thinking about it. But I also think for those people who maybe know of you, know of your business are like, oh yeah, that Latasha girl, I really like her. I want to figure out if there's a way that we can work with her somehow but maybe they don't know exactly like what's on the menu. They don't exactly know how to fit you in. Well, when you put it out on your website or on your social bio or whatever, it starts to present itself as an option to them. So present travel as an option. This is really easy if you're a videographer, if you're a photographer, just say open to travel, able to travel, happy to travel, however you wanna phrase it. But even if you are, let's say, a social media manager or a social media strategist, you can easily offer an add-on to your package that says, hey, we can do a content date in person if you want to, or I can come on site and train your team. Those are both things that I have done and hopefully will continue to do along with shooting video for clients. So those are things that I'm open, open to. I've never really let geography limit me. I have actually worked with very few local clients. I live in the Midwest and sometimes the, um, you know, the budgets, I'm not trying to generate. I love the Midwest. I think it's like the best place to live just for, for the record in America. But um, yeah, sometimes the budgets aren't really where it's at. So I have worked with clients across the United States and really globally uh, throughout my career, just because I find it's a little easier to get the, get the right price point. And so, yeah, just don't let geography limit you. Just have that kind of mindset and present it as an option. Now let's get into some of the logistics. Who pays? When I go on these trips to go speak or to go meet with a client or to go shoot content for a client, who is paying that? And how does that logistically work out? There's really two options. You can have the client book everything for you, pay for it with their credit card, their, their funds, and you just get the ticket and you show up or you can book it yourself. And I think there are pros and cons to both. I'll tell you what I do nowadays. Nowadays, I like to book everything myself if given the option. The main reason for that is that I am a little particular. I don't want to sound too bougie here. I'm really not. In my personal life, I'm not. But when I'm going to travel for business, I want to make sure, especially if I'm going to do a speech or something like that, I want to make sure that I'm well rested. I want to make sure that I am at a hotel that's close to food that I can eat. I'm vegan and gluten-free. And so like, it's not always the easiest to find healthy food, like more than like a potato, you know? And so I prefer to just do all that stuff myself, book the hotel myself, book the travel myself. Also the other pro to booking everything yourself is that if you have a relationship with an airline or you have a credit card that you get points for, 
you can get those miles and, and all of that stuff. So that can be nice. You can write off the expense yourself, which, you know, I'm not a accountant, so I don't know which one is really better if you're writing it off, but that can be a bonus to some people. If maybe you need, need more expenses for the year or something like that. And also there's just flexibility, like I said, to be as comfortable as you want. So I nowadays don't really travel alone too much. I don't know what it is. I used to love traveling alone. And then after 2020, I don't know, I feel like the world changed and got scarier. And I think it was probably just from being super isolated for many years inside. But I don't know. I don't really like traveling alone anymore. So I can always hire someone to come with me, bring a team member, bring a partner, bring a friend. And I'm able to just book that myself and not have that awkward conversation of like, can you book two tickets? And like, you guys just pay for one. Like, you know, they don't need to know who's in the hotel room with me. That's how I feel. And then of course, having them pay can be a bonus, especially if you are very early in your business and you're maybe not at the point where you have a huge emergency fund in your business bank account and can't just throw, you know, a thousand, two thousand dollars, however much it's going to cost out the window on your own and front that cost yourself. It can also be nice just because it's really seamless. If your clients are like, Hey, I'll just book this for you. Boom, boom, boom. Easy peasy. I had a little bit of a horror story. I'm going to be honest of letting clients book things for me. I went to a place. I'm not going to say where it is, but it was a weird, it was kind of a strange place. Like it was kind of the middle of nowhere for a client. And they booked me to fly in at like, I think my flight got in at like 10 PM and then it left the next day at noon. So I just flew in for a meeting. Okay. For a meeting. That's not my preference. That is hard. Like the older I get, again, I don't want to sound bougie, but I just, my knees, you know, like I need some time to rest in between there. Um, also it ended up being just a really weird situation with the hotel. I had to go to a different hotel. It was a whole thing. So I was like riding around in an Uber by myself in this really middle of nowhere place unknown to me trying to figure out travel. And it just didn't feel incredibly safe. So I really like to book my own stuff so I can really be in charge, make sure I'm getting in at daylight hours unless I'm with someone and and things like that. Uh, Someone asked me if a client is paying for your travel, can you ask them to upgrade? Like, can you ask for business class flights? And you can ask for whatever you want. Like it's your business. So if that is your standard, if you say, hey, I will travel, just put that on wherever they're booking. Say, I'm happy to travel. In order to travel, we need two business class flights to your location. Now, not everyone's going to go for that, but you can put it out there. And again, that is why I just prefer to book my own stuff because again, not to sound bougie, but these days for business, it's nice to at least be in comfort plus, you know, that's one of the great things about working for yourself. That's why it's called business, business travel. Right. And so you can kind of do that yourself and not have to sound, uh, pretentious if you don't want to. And if you are booking your own travel, you'll just want to pad that into your pricing. So if you're going to charge $5,000 for a content day, for example, uh, charge $6,000 to include one day of travel or 7,000, depending on, on the location that you're going to, how far it's going to be, how long you're going to stay there, all that, all that kind of stuff. Okay. So having a client, having a job in a different location that wants to pay you to be there is a great excuse to travel for work. That makes it kind of easy. But what if you don't have that? Well, going to events, going to conferences, 
traveling to retreats, things like that can also be a good way to um, travel for work on your own. But you do have to be careful with this because they can get expensive. Conferences and events can definitely get expensive. I like going to them. I think they're really valuable. I recommend first starting wherever it is that you are in the world. I can almost guarantee you, no matter where you are, at least if you're in the United States, there is going to be some type of a networking, freelance, marketing, something type of conference or event somewhere in your local area. So start there and you can even ask around at those places. Hey, are there any bigger conferences that you like to go to? And, you know, you can kind of get a lay of the land and decide what you really want to attend. If you try out those smaller events, those smaller conferences and find that they have a positive return on investment for you in your business, then you might want to go ahead and travel to some of the bigger, more larger industry conferences and events. One of my favorite ones I'm going to be at this year. We'd love to see some of you there. If you're going to be there is social media marketing world. So if you're a social media manager or an online business owner, that's a great one to check out. It's in San Diego every year. Um, but yeah, you know, sometimes those things can be kind of pricey. I understand it. So I've gotten the question, you know, how much should you be spending on these events? Of course, I always recommend speaking to an accountant. They're going to know you and your unique situation the best, but keeping it under like 5% of revenue is where I probably would feel comfortable unless there's a really, really good reason that you should go beyond that. Either way, you want to make sure that you are not overspending and that if the IRS wants to look at your tax return, they're not going to see that you spent more on business travel than you took in. Like that's the, the, the answer at the end of the day, in my opinion. So making sure that you are being smart about it. And if I am traveling for business and it is a want, not a client project, not a cost of doing business, if it is just something I want to go do. I'm not booking a first class ticket. I'm not booking a five star hotel for 10 nights, right? It needs to be necessary and ordinary according to the IRS. So make sure that you can justify why you're going and that you're not just like cashing out, you know, just because you want a vacation. So speaking of the good old IRS, don't you love them? I love you guys. If you're listening, <laughs> don't be mean to me. Um, what, what can you write off? of your business, business travel. So you can write off pretty much everything. At least I can write off everything. I'll speak anecdotally because I cannot give financial advice. Of course, talk to your own accountant, but I, I can write off pretty much everything, you know, parking garages, Ubers, um, hotels, any hotel fees, pretty much everything, you know, that would get me from A to B and yes, even meals meals though, are a special one according to the IRS. So meals, you can only write off 50% of, and the reason for this, I pulled up an article from TurboTax. It says you would have to eat if you were home. <laughs> so that's why it limits it. So that's also the reason why I can't write off makeup or clothing, even though I sometimes buy special makeup or clothing to film videos. Technically speaking, unless I only bought it for the video, you know, I'm going to use it again. I'm going to wear a particular outfit or makeup item again off camera. So it's the same thing with food. You're going to eat regardless, keep your receipts for everything and make sure that you use like a QuickBooks or work with an accountant or bookkeeper who can categorize everything correctly for you. Again, if you don't have somebody on your team who does that, 
using a tool like QuickBooks or Found or any of these different tools out there can really be helpful. And then when it comes to travel essentials and what to actually bring, I'm going to leave a few items down in the show notes. If you want to kind of shop my freelance travel essentials, I really like this microphone by Shure. It is the MV88 plus. It's almost like a mini version of this. I have done so many webinars, presentations, podcast recordings on that microphone, and nobody even questions. Like they just think I'm using this, this mic. It has the same, very similar sound quality, but it is a fraction of the size. So that's one of my favorites. I also have this this ring light from Ikea randomly that I always travel with. It fits right on top of my laptop. So again, if I need to record a podcast on the go, or if I just want to, or have a meeting or something like that, I can pretty much get a good studio setup no matter where I am, which I really like. And lastly, I just want to talk about safety just a little bit. If you're traveling to see a client and you've never met them in person, do your due diligence and vet them. Make sure that they're real. Google the addresses that they give you to their office. I mean, I am like a creep when I'm going to meet somebody for the first time, whether it's a professional business or, you know, a more of a solopreneur type of vibe, I am being a creep because you got to nowadays, okay? So I wanna make sure the place really exists. I wanna make sure I can find the person. You can, of course, decide how deeply you want to vet these folks, but making sure that you're just being really smart, making sure that you're getting their phone numbers in advance. I kind of have a no cell phone policy for my clients. Like I don't really like to speak on the phone to people, but when you're traveling and you might be in a new place for the first time, always get a phone number for a contact. Weird things can happen with travel, especially if you're booking a speaking event or something like that. I would hate it for your plane to get delayed and you miss a speaking gig and have nobody to you know, communicate with about that. So always a good idea there. And then just like my big sis advice for you here is just don't post where you are. Don't post your location. There are some times, of course, like when I book a speaking event, sometimes they want me to promote it. Well, I got to tell you where I'm going to be, but in those instances, I am in a controlled environment and I am never by myself at these events. So that makes me feel better, but there, you know, still is a little bit of risk with that. So you just got to be careful. Definitely. If I'm going to just like wander some nice smaller town to see a client for the day, I'm not going to advertise where I am. I never post until I'm home. Like I never post from that location until I'm home. I just think it's the smart thing to do. If I know, I know people in that area and I want to meet up with them or whatever, I'll just message them privately or I'll share things in more controlled environments, groups and things like that. But I'm not just going to post on Instagram. Hey, I'm here. I just think the world is weird and we got to be careful. So that's my little two cents on it. But I hope this episode was helpful. And yeah, if traveling for business, traveling for work is something that you want to do in 2024, I encourage you to just set that intention, put it on your vision board of where you want to go, I guess. And maybe I'll see you on the road someday. Thanks so much for tuning in today. I'll leave some links for some of my favorite travel essentials down in the resources. And I'll also leave a link for my accelerator program. If you want to check that out, if you are looking to become a social media manager and be able to start booking some of these gigs that are travel worthy, uh, it's a good time. We go through the five S's of social media management, everything that you need to know to become a successful social media manager in 2024 and beyond. I hope to see some of you there and I'll talk to you in my next episode. Bye.